0: starts the meeting and then i read or do i read and then he starts the meeting you
1: can greet people and
0: then you can read and then he takes attendance after yeah roll call attendance whatever you call after um i read i gotta remember this yes okay so you start it i'll read the directions and then you take roll call so
1: am i unmuted in that and
0: i just
2: thought i'd sit here and make everybody jealous i just want you to know how dedicated i am to the airport board is we had to come off the ski slopes early just so I could come to this Zoom meeting
0: today. Ron, I think the ones dedicated are the ones sitting here at City Hall. <laughs> say it.
2: Well, I'm just saying, what can I say? What can a, a toast to you guys at
0: City Hall. How's that? <laughs> yeah. All right, are you? All right, I think we're ready. Are you ready, I, Kurt? Yes.
1: Okay, this is Richard Haig, Chairman of the Airport Advisory Board. We're calling the meeting to order. So we'll have a roll call of uh, the members that we'll have so uh, that are present at this time. So we'll start with uh, myself, Richard Haig. I am here.
3: Vice Chairman Mike Kelly. Vice Chairman Mike Kelly. Yeah. Don Kinney. I'm here.
0: You're muted, Clancy.
1: We can't hear you, Clancy. Yes,
4: there Clancy
1: Maloney,
4: I'm here. OK, okay got it, uh, got it. I hope
1: so,
0: Chris. Chris, wanna-
1: Chris, can you hear us? Chris Coleman.
0: CHRIS, CAN YOU HEAR US? I'm GUESSING HE'S HAVING TECHNICAL DIFFICULTIES. OKAY. Jot HIM. WELL, WE SEE CHRIS.
1: WE CAN SEE CHRIS, BUT CHRIS CAN'T HEAR US OR SEE US. So, THE FACT THAT WE SEE HIM, DOES THAT MEAN HE'S OFFICIALLY ATTENDING?
2: Um, MAYBE CALL HIM ON THE PHONE AND, he's, he's, and SEE IF HE
1: CAN
0: i'm messaging him she's sending
1: him a message real quick amanda is
0: i don't think i have his number handy you
5: could always hold
1: up a sign
4: right
1: um i can call him
4: you have it handy probably just doesn't have his volume turned on he's wondering what
0: we're all talking about i'm certain probably being a good board member and doesn't have his phone handy. Oh, there he maybe. I don't have audio.
6: Okay. Oh, hand signals.
0: He doesn't have audio, he says. I don't, I'm guessing. Um,
2: maybe suggest he logs on and tries back on again. That's what Sometimes I'm it try. helps.
0: Ah, this thing keeps popping up in front of my screen. Trying to get him to log off here. Well, we have a quorum, I think, without him. So we can probably start, he can't hear us. We can probably start and then uh, Monty's coming on. Let's get him in here real quick and then we'll get Chris back on here and hopefully he'll be able to hear us. And there is Monty.
1: Monty, can you hear us?
5: I can, sorry I'm late.
1: Oh, it's okay, we're still interacting. So if you wanna just say your name and that you're present.
5: Uh, Yeah, Monty, Soka, present.
1: Awesome. Okay.
0: All right. I'm going to let Chris back in here, see if his uh, audio is working real quick, just while we kind of have a little, before we start, try to get him going. All right. Well, I'll go through the, the kind of introduction or the... I guess the instructions here for the Zoom meeting while we try to get Chris up and running again. Want to provide a few reminders to ensure that provisions of the Kansas Open Meetings Act are met. Board members, you must state your name each time you speak. All motions will need to be stated clearly. And after a motion is made and seconded, Richard will call on board members individually to provide their vote. Richard, you will need to announce whether the motion carried and the count of the vote. Various members of city staff are present via Zoom, and they must also state their name and title each time they speak, as well as any other members of the public. Um, Members of the public, Richard will uh, let you know when it is time for public comment, and you get three minutes. Please keep yourself muted when you are not speaking. Um, That's the wrong mouse, not working on this computer. (laughs) <laughs> this meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and public access channel 25. During the meeting, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your microphone during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear. You'll just have to remember to unmute if you want to speak. Um, Sorry, my computer is not cooperating. In the menu, you can also turn your camera on or off by clicking the video icon. For the purposes of this meeting, please keep your video on during the meeting. If you are participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone. For those using Zoom, somewhere on your screen, you will see a choice to toggle between speaker and gallery view. Speaker view shows the active speaker, gallery view tiles all the meeting participants. And I will turn it back over to richard to start the uh agenda
1: okay, okay there's richard hague and uh, first chris can you hear us now
6: yes i can
1: great welcome aboard okay the first item on the agenda is approving the minutes from last meeting october 22nd and if everybody's gotten a copy of the minutes with the packet from amanda Does anybody have any changes they'd like to make to the minutes or anything missing from the minutes? I do. Yes, Clancy.
4: Um, We all got a promotion to commissioner in the minutes, and I think we should change that to board members throughout the minutes. I can take care of that. Thank you. Okay, That's the only one I have. Otherwise, it's fine.
1: Anyone else? Okay, with the adjustment of the changing the board members from commissioner back to board members, does anybody have any other changes? We have a, a motion to approve the minutes with that amendment made.
4: Clancy Maloney, I
1: so move. Okay, moved by Clancy. Do I hear a second? Nobody? Nobody seconded? Seconded
0: by Chris Coleman.
1: Okay. Seconded by Chris Coleman. This is Richard Chair. I say yay. Clancy? Yay. Don? Yes. Michael Kelly? Yay. Monty? Yes. And Chris, do we have yours recorded yet? Uh, yes. Okay. So it's six to zero. The motion passes. Dan. Oh, oh Dan. So Dan's on board. Welcome, Dan. Sorry, I didn't see you come in. So, Dan, your vote on approving uh, the minutes? Yes. Yes. So it'd be seven zero. So moved. Next item on the agenda is public comment. Is there any public with us tonight that'd like to make a comment at this time? Okay, move move on to the next item. Um, would be the uh, update from Clancy on the the air race and as uh, no, health
0: with agenda item. One. Oh
1: my, on the row yeah. on the minutes instead of the other. Here we go. The five year. Okay, the five year ACIP program and long range needs, which the uh, the list we in our our information packet does anybody have questions on the time frames or items that are on the list
0: Richard if you, this is Amanda scene if you want I can talk a little bit about it okay if you guys would like uh, nope. so this is our time of year that we have to submit this um every that basically in February every year to the FAA it's our our list for the next five years Um, We submit kind of the next 20 years, although really after year six is just kind of a a wish list. Um, They program out three years. So at this time, the only thing they have programmed is the um, rehab taxiway A and rehab the apron. Those are currently programmed in um, 2023. I'm not 100% certain they're gonna happen in 2023 because that could move around. But those are currently in their plan, and that's the year we need to show it in um, in order to basically match up with the FAA's uh, planning at this point. So those projects, we've redone the estimates. ADG helped with uh, kind of revamping those estimates, make sure we had enough funds there. And with the apron, we kind of went out and looked at the condition and decided that we should include that kind of Western portion of taxiway B and taxiway C. SO THOSE ARE INCLUDED IN in THAT um, SCOPE. FOR THE uh, TAXIWAY, IT'S BASICALLY TAXIWAY A AND THE OTHER PORTION OF TAXIWAY B THAT GOES TO THE APRON. SO HOPEFULLY WE DO GET FUNDING ON THOSE um, IN 23. WE ALSO MOVED UP KIND OF um, A PROJECT THAT WAS FURTHER OUT IN THE PLAN BUT WAS ALSO LISTED QUITE A BIT HIGHER COST. SO WE WENT OUT AND LOOKED AT um, RUNWAY 119 Because we know there's been some conversations about the markings and the condition out there we got a quote for the markings and i think it's more extensive than we would be able to do just with volunteers Um, there's also some issues with some of the concrete condition where the markings are in some areas so we think it'd be best and the best use of funds because i think our estimate was close to ninety thousand dollars just for markings um was to go out and get a project where we can go out repair the concrete overall it's in good shape but at the corners there's some spalling of the concrete Um, the joints really need to be resealed and we think if we can do this project in the short term versus pushing it out we can do a a uh, more minor rehab versus doing something major that uh, will really prolong the life out there so THAT'S SOMETHING THAT uh, ADG ESTIMATED FOR US, WENT OUT AND TOOK A BUNCH OF PICTURES OF THE CONDITION. AND um, SO WE THINK THAT THAT'S a, a PROJECT THAT HOPEFULLY WE CAN SQUEEZE IN IN THAT FIVE-YEAR PLAN. IF WE DO THAT, REALLY PRETTY MUCH ALL OF OUR PAVEMENT you know, will, WILL BE IN PRETTY GOOD SHAPE. WE DID DROP OFF THE TAXI LANE um, BY THE T-HANGERS, THAT PROJECT. I'LL GIVE AN UPDATE A LITTLE LATER ON IN THE AGENDA. Um, BUT WE RECEIVED A KDOT GRANT FOR THAT. SO THAT ONE HAS DROPPED OFF um, THE LIST. SO THE FOCUS IS REALLY ON uh, PAVEMENT MAINTENANCE. THAT'S THE FAA'S MAIN PRIORITY AT THIS point, AND REALLY IN DISCUSSIONS WITH THEM, IT'S WHAT THEY HAVE INTEREST IN FUNDING. THEY DON'T HAVE INTEREST IN FUNDING. Um, REALLY ANY NEW PAVEMENT, INCLUDING RUNWAY EXTENSIONS OR ANYTHING LIKE THAT, IN THIS FIVE-YEAR CYCLE. THEY ALSO AREN'T DOING um, PLANNING EFFORTS IN THIS FIVE-YEAR CYCLE. They, THEY'RE REALLY PUSHING BACK ON THAT. Just because of COVID and kind of the impacts from that, so we pushed out the master plan update a couple of years, um, and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get that done, um, you know, right outside of that five-year timeframe. So that's kind of a <clears throat> just a um, overview of kind of that that next five years and some movement that we had on that list, but. I will take questions if there is specific questions.
3: This is Mike Kelly. Amanda, you said the FAA did not want planning efforts. Did they just give that to you verbally or do they have some uh, correspondence from FAA headquarters that they're following or is there anything in writing on that, I guess is what I'm asking.
0: This is Amanda Sahin. Um, it was an email from Jason Knipp. He said they aren't approving any planning efforts unless there is major justification of changes of major. Ugh, sorry, justification of major changes that have occurred since the last planning effort was done. And looking at it, there really hasn't been that many changes other than um, Hetrick's hangar that they built and the second one they're about to build. So um really can't justify that i mean not to say that a year from now maybe things are booming again and that can be pulled back forward um so that can always move around but they really want us the direction i got was focus on pavement maintenance once your pavement maintenance is up where it needs to be then we can talk about a planning project
3: this is mike kelly again Uh, amanda thank you for that explanation i'd ask that we put the text from that email in the minutes so that it's memorialized thank you
0: and this is amanda sahin um we're doing minutes a little bit differently and they're not as detailed but we have now that we have the video there's links to this video that really serve as the minutes Um, so just so you'll you'll notice our minutes are kind of becoming more condensed because of the video and that's more in line with how other boards operate once the each item has the video link to that item in the comments so that really serves as the minutes just so you're aware if you don't see that Mike I wanted you to know kind of why um, that there's a shift with how our minutes look
3: this is Mike Kelly I understand
1: Any other questions about the ACIP plan, comments?
0: You can do public comment if
1: not. Any public comment on the ACIP?
2: Yeah, this is Ron Renz. Um, I know we've talked uh, for many years about extending taxiway, I guess it's Bravo to the end of runway uh, 19 uh, from a safety standpoint. I know that falls in the no pavement stuff, but is, is that one that that we still want to keep on there or on our master plan someplace? Because that is a safety safety issue uh, for using, if you're departing off of runway one nine, you've got a back taxi that I guess six or five or 600 feet.
0: This is Amanda Sahin. That's in our six to 11 year okay. <laughs> currently, so. It, it is still on the list.
2: Very good, okay, good. Just just wanted to make sure that that didn't get dropped for some reason. Super, thank, thank you, Amanda.
7: Amanda Lloyd-Hetrick, um, can you explain maybe to the board a little bit about the, um, from our conversation yesterday, the, the uh, 600 feet extension to the north, uh, even though I know it's not in their, their uh, Plans to do any improvements or expansions, at least in the near future. We really can't even put it on our EIP without some sort of a budget or something. What What would you suggest that we could do in the next 30, or, or next year, they have something out there, so that if next year they, they change their mind, we've got a number to throw at it, or at least put it on the uh, this API, or the future plans
0: so this is amanda sahin the issue with the 600 foot extension to the north is it's not on the airport layout plan that's approved so in order to request anything it has to be on the alp and it has to be in accordance with the alp so in order to update that alp to include that cost the city planning money because we have to do studies we have to get that make sure it's going to work we have to do the estimates as a as lloyd mentioned but it's more than just estimating it there's a planning process that it needs to go through and that's not something that the city feels is um, a good use of funds at this point because it is so far out before we would see any funds from the faa so our suggestion is in the next master plan update that that gets considered and if appropriate gets added to the alp at that point so that it could then be listed as a project potential we do have a 400 foot extension to the south that's on, I think the 11 to 20 year
7: It is 11.
0: Um, right now. And that is shown on the ALP. So that's the runway extension that's in our plan. And we really can't add any, uh, that one to the North until we go through a planning effort, which they aren't gonna participate in. So, um, you know, with, with all our other needs at the airport, it just doesn't seem like a good use of funds to have the city fund that planning effort for something that's probably not feasibly gonna get funded in the near future.
7: Uh, Lloyd Hattrick.
4: Thanks,
1: Amanda. Hey, Richard Haig. Is there any other public comment on the ACIP?
3: Hey, Amanda, this is Dan Bourne, and uh, I was wondering uh, why are there the cost differences between the previous plan and uh, the plan as presented? Um, For example, the rehab tax UAA is about one seven or one eight in the new one and it's one nine in the old one and the rehab apron is quite a bit less in the new one. It, are, have, have the projects changed at all or uh, have the costs just come down?
0: So this is Amanda Sahin. I don't know what was in the old estimates I don't know if, if Rick um, can speak to that. I do know that Derek from ADG did a very thorough look and feels confident in the estimates he's prepared um so i don't know if before it was estimated rick might be able to speak here
6: hey dan this is
0: uh i think you turned it off
6: is it on yeah oh you can hear me okay Uh, the the difference uh i I think a more thorough fine tuning fine tuning of the um, estimate was done this year your um replacement of taxiway a is scheduled for the similar type of engineering and construction process that we went through on 1533, a full-depth reclamation. So that's a more expensive process. Uh, I think we just had better intelligence um, and and better market information. And then the taxiway B that intersects with A off the apron, uh, that's scheduled also for a full-depth reclamation and we had uh, had some preliminary discussions with faa about the apron and there was um, discussion back and forth about full depth reclamation versus uh, a mill and overlay and the opinion of uh, faa was uh, take a look at the mill and overlay so less material to take away uh, means reduce construction costs. And I think that's reflective in the the lower price tag that you're seeing on this estimate. Now, having said all that, once we get to Maybe about uh, a year away from actual planning and construction, we'll have to go through this exercise again and come up with a valid engineer's estimate that will be the basis for the bidding documents that contractors will submit their actual bids upon. So this, this what we do with this five-year plan, it's always a rolling plan. Numbers change uh, as market conditions change and we try to give our best estimate three to five years out. Uh, but the process is while we are in fiscal year 22 to 26, this is a fiscal year 23, which is October 1, 2022. So we're still, you know, a year and a half, almost two full years away from even being serious with the numbers. So there, there could be a shift in, in market conditions. Um, but for right now, uh, that's, we're going with, uh, with those numbers and, and we feel pretty comfortable that those will hold up no matter when. Hopefully that explains it.
3: Oh yeah, I, I, I was just curious, thanks.
6: Yeah, it's like the stock market, it goes up and down. Don't buy GameStop. <laughs>
1: okay. This is Richard Hague moving to the next agenda item and sticking with Amanda the
0: well, we got to vote on the airport Oh, the on the vote to uh, recommend oh. approval to the okay. City Commission.
1: Okay. So we will will need to uh, to vote on recommending the ACIP plans as written to the City Commission. Which, if you guys have those, it goes all the way out to 11 to 20 years, which is where a lot of the, uh, the runway extension or the taxiway extension and things are. So, do I have a motion to approve as written the ACIP plan? This is
3: Mike Kelly. I make a motion to approve the ACIP plan as discussed hear a second I'll second it Don Kenny
1: okay we'll take a roll call vote Don yes Mike yes Clancy yes Monty yes Chris yes Dan yes okay it passes 7-0 What's your vote I'm I'm a yes Richard, yes, so sorry I didn't record that. Okay, so now we will move forward to other staff items.
0: This is Amanda Sahin again, airport manager. Um, I failed to at the beginning also just introduce there Scott Wagner um, with the city. I think a lot of you probably know who Scott is or have worked with Scott over the years um, in our Um, city legal office so he's going to be helping with um, the airport kind of he's going to start assisting a little more I think he's been involved at the airport over the years but I think more officially now assisting with um, some of the airport management duties so you guys will start seeing Scott involved or at these meetings or um, on any other correspondence so I just wanted to point that out thank you Scott ALL RIGHT um, SO THE NEXT THING IS UPDATE ON dot KAIP GRANT FOR um, THE TAXI LANES SO WE SUBMITTED uh, THREE APPLICATIONS AND WE GOT TWO OF THE THREE um, AND THAT WAS FOR ALL THAT AREA OVER BY THE THE T HANGERS SO WE BASICALLY GOT A GRANT FOR 90% OF THE CONSTRUCTION COST FOR THE PAVEMENT THAT'S ADJACENT TO BUILDING A AND THEN ALSO THE PAVEMENT THAT'S NORTH OF B AND C WE DID NOT GET THE areas between b and c and kind of east and west of those but we also have to and we also have design um that we have to uh fund so we are looking at options for that area we don't know talking to uh steve lashley who's kind of our pavement engineer with the city we don't know that it necessarily needs as extensive as a rehab um, next to b and c so we may look at doing some more minor rehab using city funds while we have a contractor out there um, doing this other area um, just to get some economies of scale and really try to get all of that pavement so that it'll be good for for a while so no not promising yet that we'll get to those areas by bnc but we are really looking into that and trying to find a way to make that happen so i don't have um the numbers with me right now for because we're, we're just starting to have the conversations about what budget amendment we need to make um, within the airport fund but we need to do a budget amendment for the design fee and for our 10 percent match um, for that grant we also have to um you know add in if we're going to be doing some additional work out there so we're, we're just having those conversations now. Um, I think there's gonna be a budget amendment that goes forward, you know, kind of citywide in like late March, early April. So we're hoping to get this in that group um, so we can get approval to start moving forward with design and uh, get this, the money programmed for, for this work. The funds would be available, I believe in July. So this would likely be kind of a late summer, fall type project. Um, any questions on that?
1: Hey, this is Richard Haig. I just, uh, the one question I had is I knew through the years, A has had some flooding issues or some water issues. And that's going to, is that going to be one of the things we look toward as they rehab the, the asphalt to maybe help drainage away from that building, from, from the hangar A's?
0: so this is amanda at Um we're going to replace the drains that kind of go from the grass areas that are between each of those entryways um, under the pavement we're going to replace those as part of it because those are probably clogged up is, is my guess um, we're also going to do some drainage improvements along the east edge of the one that's between um, the community hangar and a because there's a lot of ponding that happens in that area by eurotex hangar uh, when it rains so we're looking at doing some drainage improvements and putting some pipe in the ground in that area to try to help that drain so yes we are going to try to get all of that addressed um, also going to as much as possible try to make the taxi lane that is on the west side of a um, compliant with current widths it's currently too too skinny <laughs> um, and we're going to try to get it as close as possible with the grade going down to what is that taxiway C I think yeah. mm-hmm. um, it with the first with the location of a and the first kind of turn into that first hangar, we're a little limited with what we can do I mean you've got two points that you've got to get to and from so I don't know if we'll be able to get exactly within the FAA recommended um, grades there but we're going to get it as close as we can so um, we'll try to make some other improvements out there while we're doing this super Okay. ready for the next one we are tenant occupancy um on the t hangers we're they're full i think we had one t hanger turnover in the last since the last meeting um and we filled it immediately um and it was just somebody who had got a hanger i think at johnson county or something they live closer that way but we filled it immediately um, so there was no gap um, we have a waiting list of 14 15 people i think at this point
6: point. 17.
0: okay 17 people. So um, got, got quite a waiting list out there. And we tend to get inquiries, probably a couple of months on average. Um, development at the airport, just we had a meeting with, uh, with Lloyd and Doug Compton, um, I think just yesterday about his second hangar out there. So we've got the public improvement plans. The first submission came in on that and we're reviewing those currently. I'm going to get back with the engineer with some comments on those. Having discussions about uh city participation in the taxi lane getting to that hangar and ground lease terms and that kind of stuff now. So we just kicked those conversations off really fully yesterday. So um we you know don't know where we're at on that yet, but we're trying to find a way for the city to to help fund that taxi lane or to reimburse Hetric AIR SERVICES IF THEY HAVE TO FRONT THE MONEY FOR THAT TAXI LANE. THE TAXI LANE IS A LITTLE UNDER $200,000 IS THE ESTIMATE RIGHT NOW um, BETWEEN 170 AND 190. SO WE'RE, we're WORKING THAT OUT AND WE'RE GOING TO TRY TO IF THERE'S ANY RECOMMENDATIONS WITH THAT WE'LL TRY TO DO IT WITH THE NEXT um, BUDGET AMENDMENT BUT I'M NOT REAL SURE WHAT, what DIRECTION IT WILL GO YET UNTIL WE HAVE SOME MORE CONVERSATIONS WITH WITH HETRICK AND um, INTERNALLY. any questions on
3: that one amanda this is don kenny i just wondered if you know when we've got that many people waiting for hangers uh i know in the past rick and i have had some conversations about is there any thought about building some more hangers i mean just even a few more i mean we're looking at revenue for the city right in order to do that and it just seems SILLY WHEN YOU'VE GOT PEOPLE WITH MONEY AND AIRPLANES WHO WANT TO BE THERE THAT WE CAN'T SEEM TO FULFILL THAT.
0: THIS IS AMANDA ZAHEEN. IT IS ON OUR I THINK IT'S IN this 11 TO 20. I DON'T KNOW. IS THAT WHERE IT'S AT? There, THERE'S ONE IN THE um, YEAH I THINK IT'S, it's IN THE yeah. 11 TO 20 YEAR
1: Yeah.
6: RIGHT but,
0: NOW. I DON'T KNOW IF IT WILL STAY IN THE 11 TO 20. IT COULD MOVE UP. I THINK IT'S A MATTER OF we've got to have the money up front to build it. And there's just a lot of need. And the city as a whole has really started pushing towards, we need to maintain what we have. And until we can maintain what we have, we are, we're trying not to do a lot of new. And so the airport, I think a lot of things out there have been neglected for a long time. Um, our maintenance budget, you know, up until last year was so minimal. Um, so we've been trying to up that maintenance budget so we can really start maintaining things out there the way we need to. We need to get into a consistent pavement maintenance routine out there that hasn't been happening so i just think there's a lot of other things that we need to show that we've got plans of how to take care of them and how to fund that um, before we're going to be able to um, without especially without fa participation um, before we'd be able to fund a new building and i understand that there's people on the waiting list but really, when you look at a couple hundred dollars a month per unit, I mean, it takes a while to pay that back. So um, I do think it's something that's kind of on the list, but I just think we're trying to, like I said, take care of what we have first and really focus on that management of the assets that we currently have.
1: Don, to give you a little background, it's about, I think in 08, we did as a board an extensive study on the cost of building new tea hangers and the layout of tea hangers and dimensions in case we wanted to try and make, accommodate even some small light twins in, in some tea hangers. And we went to the commission at that time and brought it up, and it was more of a funding issue. And we did have, through the years, a couple different people come up and try to do a, a or showed interest in a public private investment in it. And so it is something that we've, we've had a demand for quite a few years and just trying to figure out how to implement that is the challenge. If we could get a little bit of, of backing from somebody, you know, they, if the city could do you know abatements and things like that, it would make it worthwhile for an individual to do it. But, uh, you know, airplanes, if there's a recession like happened in 08, you know, it, it slowed things down. So the waiting list kind of disappeared for a little while. So timing wasn't there the funding would have been incredible because at that point in time construction costs were extremely low and the building would have been next to nothing but putting the city under finances and putting bonds out there to try and and build something you don't know is going to return an investment is is pretty tough so it is something that we did look into quite a few years ago and if if things look financially feasible enough that we could do that study again we worked with city staff at that time to to really run the numbers and and work things out that, you know, as a board, we might look into it. I think with COVID and things like that this year, it's it's probably not good timing to look into it yet, but maybe in a year or so, when things settle down, it would be a good time to do that.
3: Okay. Thanks, Richard. You're welcome.
0: All right. Okay. Amanda Sahin, next item. renaming lawrence municipal airport to lawrence regional airport so that was passed by city commission after um, this board recommended that that to pursue that name change the next step is to apply with the faa i've reached out to them and um, they basically told me it's frowned upon but if we want to do it okay but expect a long process so in order to uh, start that process i have to get a letter signed by somebody who's i guess has authority to request that change so I'm assuming that's the city manager um, so that's something I'm drafting right now for the city manager to sign so we can submit to the FAA for the name change um, once we knew it was going to move forward with the FAA that's when we'll start looking at all the code I mean Rick over here has already done a um, kind of a review of what sections of code we need to change but there's several ordinances that would need to be written to change those uh, those sections of code so that would be kind of the step after the FAA uh, approval process. So that's where we're at on that. It's in the works, but may take some time.
1: And this is Richard Haig. Did the FAA say why they, they frowned out it? Is just because a lot of changes in their paperwork and charts and things? This
0: is Amanda Seen, yeah, they said time and money on their part to change all of their references. Okay. So, Thank you. but they didn't say they won't do it. <laughs>
1: They're just not looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Um, okay. This is Clancy. Oh, go ahead. Did they give you any idea how long?
0: Uh, this is Amanda Sahin. They told me large airports can wait up to a year, and that was pre COVID. Okay, thanks. Now, I don't know if we would be faster or slower than the large airports. That wasn't clear. <laughs> like, do smaller airports, is it faster because there's less work, or is it worse because we're small? I don't know. Um, but it sounds like it might be sometime.
4: Okay, thanks, Amanda. Clancy.
0: Okay, this is Amanda Sahin, airport manager. Um, update on CARES grants. So I know this board's aware of the $69,000 grant that we received. Um, we chose to kind of had some internal discussions with the city and I've already let this board know, and I know a lot of the tenants out there know that we're gonna use that to automate that west gate and that terminal gate. Um, it is, I know Ron's happy there. Um, (laughs) it's something that Gary, um, one of the other engineers in our group has been working on. He's worked with Evergy to figure out power and all that and has some drawings and some, uh, bid package, probably 90% done. We do have to submit to the FAA for airspace, um, review because we're putting in, you know, like three foot tall bollards with a push button on them. So, they have to review that and also the construction boundaries and all that so that that's going to take you know i don't know maybe six weeks Actually. or so so sure. we haven't done that submission yet but we'll do that soon so i anticipate that being probably spring summer type project after we bid it and, and, and things like that so uh, just wanted to give you an update that that's moving forward um, there's also supposed to be some other cares grant funding coming down We haven't heard yet how much I expect in conversations. I expect it will be less than the last round um, for us. But uh, then there's probably also going to be a lot of rules on what it can be used for. So this last round, you could use it for development, but there was more of a process. So we decided to not use it for development. It sounds like this round, they may not allow it to be used for development, which would include they consider development a mill and overlay of pavement. So, we were hoping maybe we could use it for that area between B and c, you know that that other pavement work until I see the the verbiage of what's allowed. we don't know if that's going to work or not. be great if it will um, so that's something we're considering as a way to fund that area. If not, I know we have plenty of other needs at the airport that would be considered more uh, operations and maintenance that we could find a use for it and I think this last round we had four years to use the money, so we have some time to talk about it and decide what, but I know Jason Stowe, who's does all the facilities out there, has a list of items that he uh, would like to get done in the buildings out there. So um, I'm sure we'll, we'll find a need, a use for that. Any questions on that?
2: This is Ron Renz. That That's great on the gates, Amanda. And any, if, if there's anything that we can do to help your people, uh, on that just let reach out and we'll do whatever we can
0: this is Amanda seen thanks thanks ron i know you're excited for it
1: this is richard Amanda, i just have one concern as they go all automated gates is the one benefit to having manual gates is if there's a power outage mm-hmm. we can still get into the airport and have access so is there a mm-hmm. bypass mechanism that if somebody pulls to the gate from the outside that they'll still be able to open it if if there's a uh, power outage.
0: I'm sure that's this is manicine. I'm sure that's built in, but I will check with Gary and ensure that he is uh
6: I haven't seen Gary spec out several manufacturers. I don't know which okay, because I think that Well,
0: we'll check though and make sure Gar- Gary's definitely this is more his wheelhouse than mine, the electrical stuff and all of that. Um so i will check with him it's a good point and i'll i answer. think
1: the main automated gate we have now the one to the t hangers has an auto is there a bypass, bypass? on it when you take okay. the cover off yes when you take the cover you off you have to take cover off okay but not one that if somebody needed it like not like an emergency fuel emergency vehicle could go open button. It. no okay that was kind of what, that. what i was concerned about
6: but and those and that operation is done inside the fence correct so so i'm assuming the way gary has talked about structuring the um, power application the doorbells and all that 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 kind of emergency
1: bypass would be inside the fence as well so like at the terminal building it's accessible because there is a gate there that somebody could get to the inside to open it unless on the
6: west side there is a walk through but is there a walk through
1: gate on the west side of don's diesel just
6: street. not by the
1: not that close and not the automated gate we have now there's but no. we'll just have to talk to gary about it okay yeah. yeah that's it's easy. all all workable okay super Thank yeah,
2: you. this is this is Ron Rens. Yeah, on the on the west side, there's two two band gates. One uh, that Rick just pointed out by Don's Diesel, and then there's another one over by the Ku Hangar as well. Super. Um, yeah, and and uh, I know any of the the gate things that we looked at uh, about a year or two ago, uh, there was always a, a manual ability to operate them. So I, I, I think Amanda, if you make sure Gary just does that, I, he looks into that, I think that'd be a really good consideration.
0: This is Amanda. I'll do that.
2: Thank
1: you.
0: All right. Next item. This is Amanda Sahin, airport manager, uh, 2021 terminal ADA upgrade project. That's something that um, the city has, um, uh, has approved issuing uh, debt. To get that project done so it's $120,0. dollars we um, we're going to be hiring a architect to lead that effort we don't know how far that money is going to go at this time until we really get an architect on board the the big unknown is those those restrooms to make them ada compliant do we need to start moving walls or can we make something work within the existing walls that's going to have a huge impact on how far this money goes so First goal with the money is all the ADA upgrades, really the bathrooms are the big ticket item there. We may have a few other small things, door door, um, openers and door swing issues and things like that. They're pretty minimal, a little bit of parking lot um, considerations, but really those bathrooms are kind of the wild card. So we need to get that architect on board so that we can figure out what we need to do with those. Um, The goal is if there's enough funds available, to do some painting and flooring and stuff in that terminal to uh, modernize it a little bit also so i know there's been some interest um, with hetrick air services previously about maybe doing something where they partner with the city to get that done so we're going to make sure that we keep uh hetrick involved out there as far as kind of where we're at on the project and if we need to get into those conversations again about you know what can we partner to make this happen so we can get some economies of scale and get everything done at once we'll we'll try to do that but uh, i guess more to come on that as we get into design we're going to be um, probably issuing the request for qualifications from architects this month um, so i think by the next board meeting hopefully we'll i don't know if i'll we'll have any answers on you know we may not have be far into design but we'll probably have someone hired at that point so that that will likely be a project that happens kind of later in the year as far as bidding and and starting construction so any questions
4: uh
5: this is Monty soka i might suggest that they you guys consider doing a family restroom because often you can have a family restroom that's ada accessible and that will meet your requirement not all cases so you obviously have to check with the architect but that would be a dual purpose thing uh, that may meet that requirement and be cheaper than trying to modify two restrooms
0: This is amanda scene yeah thanks uh monty we we did discuss like a unisex ada stall Um, because the the other thing is we got to see what the current code requires for we don't even know if what's out there now meets code for how many um you know urinals and toilets are required for the space Codes changed since that building was built so if now as soon as we touch the restrooms we've got to bring everything up to code relating to them so even if we do that it could be well now we've got to add a toilet in the women's and this and and so we got to kind of look and see but that is a good recommendation monty i appreciate that because that is sometimes an easier way to get um ada is to have that uh, unisex kind of family restroom so i appreciate that comment
5: yeah well that also adds to your unit count so another thing to think about
0: yeah appreciate
1: that all right any other questions for Amanda? This is Richard Hagen. Okay, we'll move on to the FAFBO report. Lloyd.
7: Uh, yeah, Lloyd Hettrick with uh, Hettrick Air Service. Uh, I, I think all I really, we're awful slow still obviously was COVID going on and uh, at least we got runways up and going, everything moves there um I and I might mention we our hangar one is full um we'd like to be able to accommodate some overnight traffic when it comes and we do have uh locals that are come and go or, or on trips or whatever so it opens up some space as needed for a transit um so yeah we're I think we're ready to move or don't think we're ready to move with number two if we get something worked out and and, and we got some. At least a conversation going down with the city and uh, i think other than that i don't really have anything for
1: the airport i think is it, does anybody have any questions for, for lloyd this is richard okay uh, we'll move forward to the update on the air race classic and uh, clancy would you like to bring us up to speed on that <laughs>
4: this is clancy maloney um, board member and yes i will Um, They canceled it in case anybody (laughs) was unaware of it because of COVID for this year. However, they have also um, checked with all of the terminals and airports that were supposed to be involved this year. And everyone, including us, has said that we would be willing to participate in 2022. What they have done in place of sort of, kind of, um, an air race this year is they are going to sponsor what is called an air derby. And I'm not real sure I understand what that is. The rules will be published mid month this month. And apparently it will be somehow monitor, the racers will register and select their own routes according to some rules that they have and then be electronically monitored. I'm not sure how this is gonna work, but basically we're out of the picture for this year unless we have local participants. Um, so that's that's basically what I know about it. Nobody on my small committee is off the hook because now we're gonna do 2022 apparently. So um, that's what I know. I did get a suggestion from um, Derek Rogers about some potential event this spring But I don't know, Amanda, if he's spoken to you about it or not, but I don't see how we can do anything really with COVID um, at this point, given the local restrictions. So I don't know what to say about that. I'm enthusiastic. It's part of the 75th anniversary of the parks and rec or something like that. So I don't know how that would, how we need to proceed on that, if at all. Yeah, this is Amanda Sahin. I think... Um,
0: we just need to kind of keep an eye on the COVID stuff and maybe it's something that can be done later in the summer or in the fall. I know Derek would like maybe Parks and Rec to partner and do something where you just have a few aircraft out there and maybe just kind of a small event to draw some attention out to the airport. So I think it's a great idea and I think it's probably something we hopefully could pull together on a, you know, within a couple months. Um, So I think it's just a matter of keeping an eye on this vaccine and distribution and how things start shifting, if they do, hopefully, um, as we start getting into summer.
4: Yeah, this is Clancy, I agree with that. I just think we need to keep an eye on it, but I do think we need a couple of months lead time just to get it put together. Apparently, Parks and Rec is gonna have almost a year of 75th anniversary events. So we could certainly fit in something like that at a later date. But as far as the Airways Classic is concerned, um, I'm just gonna keep in touch with them. And if anybody is interested in looking at what their rules are, I don't really think it's gonna impact us at all for 2021.
1: Thank you, Glancy. Um, one thing that the board has done in the past that we did, oh, I'm sorry, what's it? This is Richard. Um, one thing that we've done in the past is a youth aviation camp, which the year before last, it was canceled about three times because of storms moving through and and clogging things up and then by the time it got late enough in the fall KU football games and and ball traffic kind of interfered with us being able to to take over the the terminal building for the for the camp and then this past summer of course the COVID kind of took it away but we still have all the materials that we could get that coordinated and set up again and I know Derek was very excited to be a part of a youth aviation camp which was coordinated with Parks and Rec so Mm -hmm. it's something that we might keep in the back of our minds that if things open up, that, that we could put that together and, and get it on the, the agenda with Parks and Rec and, and get the kids back out there. It's uh, through the years, it's been pretty influential in a lot of the kids, motivated them to do different things in aviation. And uh, we still have one young lady that was a recipient of a scholarship we gave for an intro flight. And she is actually continuing a career at KU in aeronautical engineering. So the kids, it does have an impact on quite a few of the kids being part of the of the camp. So I think it's a value to the community if we can can revitalize it once we get through these trying times.
4: Clancy Maloney, um, I I think that's a great idea, and I'll talk with Derek and see do at some time. I'd really like to have a look at the materials, Richard, so okay. I can see what I, it's like.
1: I have so, a, an abundance of leftover manuals and things like that, so I can make them available to you.
4: Okay, great. Let's uh, connect on that so I can see what it is we're working with, and I'll talk with Derek also to see what he thinks.
1: Okay. And one, one, one tribute is the 99s were incredibly helpful and provided many volunteers to keep that camp going, so they were pretty good, not to mention cooked a few treats for everybody.
4: Uh, Clancy Maloney here. Yes, the 99s are pretty good cooks too in addition to flying around.
1: <laughs> exactly. Okay. With uh, This is Richard. With that said, that's our regular agenda items. Does anybody have anything they would like to discuss before we look toward our next meeting? Okay. Our next regularly scheduled meeting is May 3rd if anything really changes drastically that we need to get together before then or any policies or things that we need to work on with the city, we can set one up ahead of time. But in the meantime, we'll just plan on on May 3rd. Uh,
2: This is is Ron Renz. Did you mean May 3rd or May 5th? The original plan was May 5th. Did it change to the Monday?
1: Is Monday, May 3rd. I
0: might've just messed that up.
1: We may have a typo on our agenda
2: i've got i've got on this is ron rams i've got on my calendar that we had planned may 5th
0: this is amanda Uh, it's may 5th okay sorry good catch ron we'll make that real
1: quick nobody
0: else is looking ahead three months apparently so
1: the next meeting is may 5th yes not may 3rd so we'll correct the agenda cinco de mayo there you go okay and with that said uh take a motion to adjourn
5: Monty soak up by move that we adjourn to meet.
4: Clancy Maloney,
1: I'll second. Okay, moved and seconded. Uh, Don?
3: Yep. Uh, that sounds good. Michael?
1: Mike, are you with us? Mike, aye. Clancy. Aye. Monty. Aye. Chris. Aye. Dan. I <laughs> and Richard. I. It's seven zero, and the meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everybody.